You're listening to the PFWC podcast with me, Carly Compton, a podcast created to help you learn strategies to overcome that bully inside your head, ways to practice self-love, awareness and understanding of eating disorders, how to embrace the body you have been given and develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and most importantly, yourself. Here at the PFWC podcast, we find it important to create a safe space and a place for individuals to come to learn how to create that lifestyle that works for them. We're dropping comparisons, fighting unrealistic beauty standards, and coming together to show the world that all bodies are beautiful and that healthy looks different on everyone. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the PFWC podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I wish you could see me. My literally, I'm like lighting up. I also have the biggest butterflies. <laughs> I'm so nervous, <laughs> but also I'm just so excited because today I'm sitting down with the queen herself, Drew Afwalo. She, hey. yeah, I'm going to have her introduce herself, but I just want to say, Fun fact, Drew and I actually graduated from the University of Hawaii at Manoa the same period. year. Oh my which God. Is period. So crazy <laughs> that we were there the same time. We did not know. know each other. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I'm super upset with myself for not finding you and becoming friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better late than never. That's all that Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little fun fact Drew and I graduated same year from the same school, which is so fun. There you go, um, boss. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that as we go through today's episode, but I could go on and on. Drew, could you just do a quick little intro? Tell us about yourself and then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so I'm Drew. Hey, I'm Drew Offwallow. I'm 26 years old and I am primarily known as Bobby Yaga on TikTok. So I am someone who seeks the smoke from misogynists, bigots, all of the like, and then I kind of just turn it and flip it on its head and kind of give them a taste of their own medicine. And mm-hmm. so far it's been working really well. So <laughs> I yeah. like to think that it's it's a pretty, pretty solid business so far. So yeah. uh, it's been really, really like a, the craziest ride, honestly, but I'm so extremely grateful and excited. And I'm so happy to be here with Carly, a fellow beau, period. Yes. And <laughs> I, I love it. And I'm curious, like, I'm sure when you made your first TikTok, you did not set out. I'm like everyone, you did not mm-hmm. set out to like do it full time, probably mm-hmm. didn't even set out to go viral, but here you are now like growing insanely quickly. What are you at? Like 4.5 million now? Yeah, currently I'm at like 4.5, I believe. Okay. So mm-hmm, yeah, it's what, been crazy. What were your goal? Like, what did you want to do before this happened? Like, what were your career aspirations? Um, well, when I was going to UH, right. So I was double majoring in journalism and communication. So my emphasis was on sports journalism. So my goal was to work in sports, whatever that looked like sports media. So I wanted to be a journalist, um, whether it was like a long form narrative, like writing for sports illustrated or being on camera, I was like really set on being like the next Cheyenne Tafoya, like the next Aaron Andrews, like that's kind of what I was leaning towards. And like my dad um, is a former NFL player. A lot of my family members have played in the NFL. So I was kind of gearing towards football. That was like my goal. Mm-hmm. And so graduated from UH, 
as I'm sure you found out, it's very hard to find a job, especially in the entertainment industry, like sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just took the first job that came my way and it was a great job and it paid me really well. I just was really unfulfilled working there because it's not what I really wanted. And then I kept pursuing sports. And so I finally got an opportunity to work at the NFL the league office, which was crazy. I was like, oh my God, like when I got the interview, I was like, this is it. Like my life's taken off. Like I was just so, <laughs> so convinced. I was like, this is it for me. Like it's going it, to, this is going to be my career. And so that was a really long, arduous interview process. And then mm-hmm. when I finally got hired, I worked there and it just wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was truly disheartening because I had worked so hard for so long to get there. And I was just so wildly unhappy working there. And then it went down in flames at the end. <laughs> and then, oh God. Right. It went, Oh God, a girl, it went down so hard, <laughs> so bad. That's like such a really tame way of putting it. But mm-hmm. then I um, left the NFL in February of 2020. And then the pandemic hit, I think like two weeks later. So when the pandemic had hit, my boyfriend had encouraged me to start posting on TikTok. He was like, mm-hmm. cause that was like the new thing. It wasn't nearly the conglomerate it is today, but it was on the rise. Definitely. So yeah. back in the day, like back in my UH days, I used to post like Snapchat rants all the time, like just for funsies, like just for my friends. And then he was, I started doing it on Instagram stories a little. And then he told me, why don't you do that? Like, just put it on TikTok. Like, who knows? Like, maybe it'll just be something fun. You know, you can do. I was like, that's true. And then I he did, knew. A, yeah, he knew he had a feeling, right? So I did a couple of videos that did well. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like people are digging it. Like, and then I think what really, like how it snowballed into what it is now, like, I don't even really fucking know how that happened. But like, <laughs> I would say initially it started, like I did a, a red flags video. It was mm-hmm. like small red flags in men. Like though, if you know, you know, that was like one of my mm-hmm. very first big videos and that gave me an influx of hate like <laughs> I had never up until that point had that kind of hate before from dudes obviously mm-hmm. so once that happened that started me shit talking and then that's what really got the ball rolling like people just really liked that I was so fucking mean like back <laughs> to dudes <laughs> who were being mean to me yeah and then it just snowballed into this like oh, did you see this video? Did you see this video? And then I just started kind of giving my opinions here and there. And then it just mm-hmm. turned into them tagging me constantly. And then now here we are, right? So Yeah. <laughs> and I love because it's not even like it started off as a response to things that were said to you. And oh, now yeah. it's you pretty much just like being that person that everyone tags whenever yeah. they see a misogynistic <laughs> or sexist or fat phobic or whatever it is type yeah. of video. I go to the comments and it's Drew, 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 Drew. Yeah, like, literally. To go for this person. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> so I love that 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 there was that like transition for you because yeah. I'm sure now it's just so fulfilling to be able to like do that for people who are receiving that hate. Oh you know? my God, yeah. I like, I say all the time, like truly the, the hate never gets to me. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I, like, I think sometimes- because dudes are so like dudes like that are so in their own head and so Mm -hmm. misogynistic that they truly can't understand the concept of women not being affected by the words they say Mm because in their brains women should be at their like control all the time they should be 
they should be heavily affected by what men think of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't give a fuck. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they think I'm kidding. I'm not like, I think that sometimes (laughs) I think they think I'm faking it. I'm not. Don't you think I never would have gotten to this point had I let that bother me? Cause Mm -hmm. like I, you have, y'all have no idea. Like, I know I tell people all the time that I get a lot of hate, but it is unreal. The amount of hate and the kind of things men say to me. So to have me be kind of that person that's almost like a lightning rod for stuff like that is a really small price to pay in Mm -hmm. my opinion when it comes to the effect that it has on others like on women and other people in marginalized groups like Mm -hmm. the the messages I get from from people all the time saying like you have no idea like how much your content has changed my life like Mm -hmm. that stuff makes it all worth it to me like it's it's no skin off my nose like (laughs) then they want to call me fat ugly cool whatever like that's fine yeah (laughs) and I feel like also there's the other side of it too where you're like really encouraging and motivating women and you know people in marginalized communities to really stand up for themselves and to not take shit from yeah from men well and to just understand that what they say about you says more about them than it does you exactly so like it's you are truly just a mirror to them and that's Mm -hmm. what they hate the most like they hate the most that they have to see someone else that they've been conditioned to believe Mm -hmm. um should be unhappy and hate themselves uh living their life and being happy and being in love or or like living their dream life having their dream job those kinds of people people who look like what they've been conditioned to believe they should hate themselves that's what makes them the most upset because they're like okay I hate myself and you're like a fat person and you don't hate yourself that upsets them which just says more about them than it does about you Mm -hmm. you know so period period (laughs) snapping clapping all of it yes so it's so good so I'm curious because you worked for the NFL Mm -hmm. I'm sure there was a lot of sexism Mm -hmm. and misogyny within that job yeah I'm curious like whatever you can share Mm -hmm. um did any of that kind of motivate what you're currently doing um I would say, honestly, I would say the majority of, of the like sexism that I experienced was before the NFL. So like working my way there. So when okay. I was like working other, other sports jobs, like having to deal with men a lot, especially um, athletes and coaches and all of that. And then also being like a sports writer, I think mm-hmm. I dealt with the majority of it prior to my job at the NFL. That being said, um, there's not to say there wasn't anything like that in the NFL. There absolutely was. I think there's like that in every company, every industry, like everyone has its underbelly that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the biggest thing I didn't like about working at the NFL was feeling incredibly stifled. Um, as far as like being, I was working on a social media team, mm-hmm. right? So a feeling like I was not being taken seriously when I was trying to give them ideas on how to like produce content, like what would speak to certain audiences, what would speak to young people, obviously, like everyone knows social media, like runs the game now. That's mm-hmm. why all of these huge brands are trying to work with influencers, right? Trying to utilize social media in different ways, try to play into memes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the worst part other than the job itself just traumatizing me to the point where I didn't believe in myself that was like the worst 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 part but I would say as far as like the irony is that 
I was let go because they said I couldn't, I, you know, they, it was a whole fucking Oprah, but essentially they just didn't think that I had the capability to make a successful, like social media account. Nice. So irony nice. is like, guess what, bitch? I did it myself. Fine. Yes. Uh, okay. It's literally like, screw you. I don't need yeah, you. Yeah, that's literally like, I'm like, yeah. Speaking as someone who's now a full time influencer, turns out I do know how yeah. to make content that goes viral. So and it's that's- funny because they're probably like shitting their pants. They're like, fuck, we really fucked up by yeah. letting Drew go. It's, that's that, so that's funny. like the greatest irony of it, I think. But like, I just truly don't think I was, I, I think I thought I was supposed to go down that path. I think that's what I believed was my path. And then life has a really funny and awful way of like kicking you off that path, like Spartan kicking you off of it to force Mm -hmm. you onto the path you're actually supposed to be on. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I was fighting it for a long time and I never knew that I would, you know, start doing what I am doing now, but, you know, having worked for the NFL, if that didn't, end so terribly I would still be trying to work in sports so like everything happens for a reason I like truly believe that now so even more so yeah (laughs) yeah I love that and I'm sure you learned so much that you now use in oh yeah your work now on social media um Mm -hmm. I'm curious like how has that been like adapting to this new lifestyle of like being all over social media, having four and a half million followers mm-hmm. that on top of Instagram, on top yeah. of podcasts, like mm-hmm. how was that adjustment for you? Um, it's been, it's been great for the most part. I think that there are certain facets of like becoming an influencer unexpectedly that, um, you no one really talks about like, or, you know, cause now nowadays, like young people, especially like Gen Z people, like they really want to be a social media influencer like that's like mm-hmm. the thing they're like oh that's what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna go to college I'm gonna do social media um mm-hmm. which is all fine and dandy because I I'm all for entrepreneurship like if you want to work for yourself girl by all means you know what I mean I mm-hmm. think that's a great thing I do think though that there is such a thing as far as like understanding what it, what it comes with I guess is like the the sacrifice that you you know make when you're choosing to do something like this like this is not something I ever thought I would be doing. It's just kind of something that happened to me. And like in doing so, there are certain transitions that are a little harder than others as far as like privacy goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting recognized places, which is totally fine. Like I'm, I'm all for being, you know, I'm all for meeting fans. Like if people love me and they want to say hi to me and all that kind of stuff, I love that. Um, but there's like certain, certain areas, like as far as privacy goes that you get kind of worried about. Mm -hmm. And it just comes, it comes with the territory. I understand that. Um, And then it's like, you know, your loved ones, like my boyfriend, my family. And I think too, that there's also a line. I'm like so adamant about boundaries and I feel like my fans are so great when I Mm -hmm. set them. Some of them Mm -hmm. aren't, but that's okay. Like if that's the case, fine by me, but I've like made it a point to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. So if I don't like something, then I'm not going to do it. And no one else is going to do it to me or force me to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something you have to start at this. I mean, at any point, but especially when you become a public person, because it's just so easy to fall prey to like, you know, giving too much, like showing too much, um, being too open, being too vulnerable, because some people are, you know, not good people. So you just mm-hmm. have to, I think, be on the look out for that always but for the most part it's been really awesome and just like 
surreal. Mm -hmm. And then there are obviously some parts that are kind of like a learning curve for me, but overall, big fan. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Overall, it's wonderful. So obviously (laughs) you're doing something correctly. Hopefully. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I know, you know, your videos are all about really just giving misogynistic, sexist, homophobic, like Mm -hmm. those types of people giving it back to them. Like Mm -hmm. they post a shitty video making fun of someone's weight. Mm -hmm. Recently, I did see uh, one of your videos um, and it was these guys that were filming a podcast. Oh yeah, my favorite men who do podcasts. And they were like, one of the guys was like, you know what, you know, if my wife has a baby and she doesn't snap back, like I'm going to be telling her this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And I loved, I, I was dying because you were like, can we please stop giving men microphone <laughs> yeah, stop giving men podcasts oh my god and I think I that's fucking hilarious because I <laughs> I think it's so true like yeah just the unmitigated gall that comes with buying a microphone I'll never understand I just I always think too like the those are like that's why I said in my video like that's the take you feel everyone needs to hear mm-hmm. like and that's the irony is like the, the truest irony of men broadcasting shit like that to the world and then me finding it and ripping it to fucking shreds is that they're like, oh, like, you're just as bad. Like, what makes you any different? Blah, blah, blah. Like, when I respond to it, but the, the irony is like, what's the problem? You put this out on a public platform. Mm-hmm. When you sign up for a public platform like TikTok, for example, you're agreeing to a public discourse. You're agreeing mm-hmm. to receiving feedback because if not, why'd you do it on a public platform? Why don't you do it in private? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And so the, I said, you don't like, you don't think that what I did was just as bad. You just don't like that you got called out for it. That's the difference. Like you don't like suffering the consequences of your actions. That is very clear. Mm -hmm. So you putting it out in the world like that, you starting a podcast just to be a fucking idiot. Like that's on you, dude. Like I don't understand Mm -hmm. like why, why everyone. And I guess that just alludes to the entitlement of it all. Like, especially white, white, cis straight white men there, they have this Mm -hmm. entitlement about them which is like, I am allowed to say whatever I want and no one's allowed to have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. So, no one's allowed to disagree. Yeah, no one, and if you do, it's probably because you're a hater. It's probably because you're so jealous mm-hmm. of me or it's like probably because you're just an idiot woman, right? So, so I'm like, yeah. you, you literally put it out there for other people to see. What did you expect to happen? You expect everyone to be, oh yeah, what a fair point when you're making these horrible <laughs> arguments. Like, what did yeah. you expect to happen? That's why, I mean, that's the you know, the most annoying part is like, oh, like, oh, you were so much meaner. I'm like, according to who? According to who? Yeah, right? to you? Your, yeah, to <laughs> you, because you're at the yeah. receiving end of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to think that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I always, I saw but, lots of, yeah, go I ahead. I bet if you asked his wife, his wife would 100% agree with you. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. And even then, like, when they're like, oh, I do have a girlfriend, and she thought it was funny. I'm like, okay, well, 99% of the other women in the fucking world didn't. You so say your girlfriend's yeah. a pick me. We knew that. Like, so no one yeah. was supposed to be shocked. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah. God. I cannot believe you found a woman who also hates women. That's crazy. It's you know what I mean? Awesome. Great choice. <laughs> yeah. Good, good on you. You guys are meant for each other. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So the first video you ever made that went viral mm-hmm. and you, I'm sure you received so much hate. Mm-hmm. You shared, you said that you received so yeah. much hate. 
Mm-hmm. What was that like for you at first? I know you said like now you're at a point where it doesn't affect you. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious if if that was like a process for you, if you had to do work like mentally, prioritizing mm-hmm. your mental health, like what that looks like for you. Um, That's a great question. Um, I honestly didn't, it still didn't bother me. Like it didn't hurt my feelings, but mm-hmm. I think the difference was when it first started happening, I felt almost obligated to respond to every single one. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. This is before, obviously they, they started doing post bans and comment bans and shit like that. But yeah. I would literally respond. Like I would make 10 videos in a day. I'd respond to 10 different hate comments with 10 like scathing videos. Like I would literally mm-hmm. light every person up. So to some extent it becomes unhealthy because it starts to turn into an obsession where I'm like sitting mm-hmm. there waiting for like people to respond to me. I'm like <laughs> all night I'm refreshing my shit, waiting for this dude to write something back to me so I can write something back mean. Mm-hmm. So at that point it starts to become an obsession to the like to where it's it's starting to weigh on me and that's like all I can think about Mm -hmm. so when that started happening with that video I was doing that non-stop for like four days so then it got to a point where my boyfriend like my sister my mom they were like hey dude I think you just need to just chill dog like just stop making videos like it they're just gonna write shit because they're pissed and who cares you know what I mean and I was like yeah 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 but because I'm so naturally confrontational I think that's why I was like I have to respond to all of these like Mm -hmm. I'm like I know punk bitch that's what I was thinking with with every single hate comment I got and then it just got to a point where it was overwhelming because Mm -hmm. there were so many mind you at the same time like the positive comments were far and away outweighing Mm -hmm. the good ones but it like turned into where I could only see the bad ones like I would only look for the bad ones which starts to weigh on you mentally it just gets exhausting having to do that be mad all the fucking time is just Mm -hmm. exhausting so that's how I was in the very beginning. As I grew as a creator, I started getting more followers, all that kind of stuff. I realized that um, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't owe everyone a response. Mm-hmm. And if I want to say something funny, I will. If not, I'm deleting it and you're blocked. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Like, and honestly, it doesn't make me like a coward. It doesn't make me a bitch if I just like block, like delete mm-hmm. and block. I'm such a big fan of that block button. I've been blocking people constantly. So like, yeah, it's also your page. So you have, I think that's a hard thing for people too. Sometimes is they're like, oh my God, you're blocking them. Why'd you block me? Like, you're just ignoring it. And it's like, no, this is my page. Mm -hmm. I can, I control the whole thing. I control who follows me. I control who I block. So there's like a really invigorating feeling and being able to just be like, fuck you. I'm yeah. blocking you. <laughs> and honestly, that makes them more mad now that I've seen mm-hmm. it. And it's funny because I like, you know, they're like, oh, why'd you block me? Are you afraid? And so as I grew and got bigger and bigger and bigger, I, I literally have posted videos where I'm like, this is not an open forum. My page, mm-hmm. that's not an open forum. It's not open for discussion. No fucking way. I said what I said, and I don't want to hear what you said. I don't care what you said, mm-hmm. to be honest. I don't care how you feel about it. So that's why I turned my duets and stitches off forever ago. I turned them off so long ago because I was like getting overwhelming notifications, which prevents me from seeing the good stuff because all I'm seeing mm-hmm. is shitty stuff. So I'm like, no. So you don't get that that pleasure anymore. And if you mm-hmm. want to stitch me, then screen record it, you fucking boomer. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh that's my, God, my opinion exactly. on that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. I think that's like the perfect way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so you have there's this whole negative side to it all yeah the hate comments like mm-hmm. all the misogyny all the sexism fat phobia all of it you mentioned yeah. that usually almost you know majority of the time the first thing that men say to you is mm-hmm. it's always something about your body you're fat yeah. you're you're ugly whatever mm-hmm. why do you think men do this why why do men think that like going for a woman's like physical appearance yeah is like the most like the the best thing that they can say to a woman to like well, take them down yeah I mean like my opinion on it I guess is that all of these men are not only misogynist, but they're bigots in general, right? So that includes mm-hmm. being homophobic, transphobic, racist, right? All of the above, D, all of the mm-hmm. above. So misogynists inherently believe that women are lesser than and uh-huh. stupid. So, right. So part of that stupidity that they believe all women inherently have, right, is coalesced with being vapid, right? Mm-hmm. So they believe all women only care about their looks and they hold hundred percent of their worth and value in what they look like. So mm-hmm. they think that the meanest, most devastating thing they could ever say to you is that you're fat and ugly because those two mm-hmm. things to them are the meanest things because women, all women do care about our looks. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. They only care about being skinny <laughs> and being pretty. So like, if I tell mm-hmm. her she's a fat, ugly bitch, that's the meanest thing I could ever say to her. I'm going to devastate her. Like that's the meanest mm-hmm. thing, which is so not the fucking case for many women Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be because I think especially now many women across the fucking board hold so much worth and value in other characteristics that have nothing to do with what you look like aesthetically because first of all beauty is subjective everybody's Mm going to be ugly to somebody everybody's exactly people are going to be pretty to others like that's why everybody can find someone because beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if some random fucking Chad from Idaho thinks I'm ugly, I'm like, girl, what is that supposed to do for me? Nothing. Oh <laughs> man, bummer. What am I going to do? Like, that's, that's the thing um, about them. Once you take that power away from them, they have nothing else. Mm-hmm. They have nothing fucking else. They, they literally spin out after you say, you're like, okay, okay. And your nipples <laughs> are really far apart. Now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, you're just a fucking missing dress. Ah. Right. So that they have nothing else. You you take the wind out their sails immediately when you're like, mm-hmm. mm, that's not true. And so <laughs> I know I'm not deny ugly. it. Yeah. And yeah. then also fat. To that point, fat is a neutral term. It has mm-hmm. it's not it's not an insult to call someone exactly. Fat. And yeah. fat does not automatically equal ugly. Mm-hmm. So people can be fat and beautiful. People can be fat and ugly. People can be fat and normal looking. It's really all over the the board. But none of that is indicative of who you are as a person. I have so many mm-hmm. other characteristics in my, you know, about my personality that I'm so much more proud of than what I look like physically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm saying, you don't think I'm cute? Oh, bummer. Like, okay. Oh, oh no, what am I going to do? I'm going to be up all night. Oh my God. And that's why I always say too, like these men are not paying your bills. They're not paying your bills. They're not mm-hmm. feeding you. They're not putting a roof over your head. Who gives a fuck what this person has to say about you? Who mm-hmm. cares? Like they, they hold nothing of value to you. They are, they are mm-hmm. quite literally worth nothing to you. So the words mm-hmm. mean nothing either. And I've said that too. Like I was, I've always said that and this is kind of harsh, but like, I wouldn't care if you drop dead tomorrow. So I'm going to give a fuck <laughs> if you call me ugly. I don't even care yeah. about your livelihood, bro. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about you, your family. I don't, I don't care about you at all. So yeah, none of that means anything to me. And I honestly believe it's because they think that women are stupid and vapid. Mm-hmm. So 
and that they can't stand up for themselves and that they can't Mm -hmm. speak out against men and that they just have to be submissive and take it and do, you know, like whatever they say and Mm -hmm. all of that. Like I totally, yeah, I totally get it. (laughs) So then my next question is what advice like would you give women who are hearing this stuff from men? Like how can someone like work through that without allowing it to get to them? Um, it's also a really great question. I would say, I mean, one of the things I think for me, like, this is another thing. Cause I've asked people have asked me like, oh, if I want to be a content creator, like what are some, you know, you know, some things you get, some pieces of advice you have for me. And obviously if you're a woman, if you're a woman of color, if you're a black woman, if you're a trans woman, a black trans woman, right. Those, those things are obviously things that you're opening yourself up to when you decide to become Mm -hmm. a public person, if this is like a path you want to do. So you're going to deal with hate, right? Whether it's publicly Mm -hmm. or like at work or something like that, you're always going to deal with someone, you know, like that may may or may not like you. But I would Mm -hmm. say to really understand who you are as a person, like who you truly are, like it doesn't have to do anything with looks. Like think about all the things about your personality. Like, are you a really funny person? Are you really a loving person? Are you a talented? Are you a great singer, a great dancer, a great cook? These are all things that hold so much more worth. When you really start to believe that about yourself, what people say about your looks will mean nothing because it really doesn't. When you truly believe in your heart of hearts, that you're a good person and that you're a, a person who's deserving of love, respect, right? Kindness, Mm -hmm. grace from others. When you really start to believe that about yourself, then looks really start to fade away and looks fade with time on top of that. Mm -hmm. Like if you really think about it, it's a privilege to grow old and like shrivel Mm -hmm. up because life is so incredibly short. So when you really start to believe like I am worth so much more than the body I was born in, than like the face that I was born with, I'm I'm worth Mm -hmm. so much more than that then when men say random fucking terrible shit to you, you're going to be like, okay, like, (laughs) all right, cool. I said all the time, like, if you saw me in person, like one of these dudes and they called me fat to my face. And then I just went, okay, then what? They'd be pissed. They'd be like, they'd fucking start short circuiting because they have nothing else to say to you. So that's why I always think like, if you work on yourself internally, like really start to work, whether it's journal or read books or listen to podcasts, right? Listen to people who uplift and empower. When you start to do that and do the work internally, it's really not going to matter when someone, because mm-hmm. they, they can't fuck with your perception of yourself. If you truly believe that you're the best version of you, like you are yeah. wonderful, amazing, valid, and worthy, no matter what you look like, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So yeah. then it won't start mm-hmm. to, it won't, it will literally mean nothing to you like yeah definitely yeah and I think like one thing that I'm always saying to at least my community is the idea of your worth literally is not determined by your weight or your physical appearance absolutely and that's literally what you just explained is like there's so much more to each and every one of us mm-hmm. that we can contribute to the world mm-hmm. um whether that be like myself, I'm super fucking loud. I like to take up a lot of space. I like Same. to be the center of attention. Like, that's just me. And I love that about myself. And yeah. so when I started to look at that and focus on that and not focus on my weight or my physical appearance, yeah, there was this huge shift just yeah. in 
happiness. Like I felt happier. I enjoyed life more. And the best part was not being affected by negative comments or people who felt like their life goal was to just fucking bring down women and tell them how stupid and ugly and fat they are. Yeah. And instead I'm like a big middle finger, like me (laughs) loving myself and, and literally accepting myself. And Mm -hmm. I think when we look at it that way, it's like, when you love yourself, when you accept yourself, when you don't let those comments get to you, or you know that those comments are more representation of that person rather than a representation of you as an individual, it literally is. It's a big fuck you to the people who are saying that shit. Yeah. And it, it, it just truly, it undercuts them. They, they have nothing else. Like when you truly believe that about yourself and then, cause I know not everyone is like firing on all cylinders when it comes to insulting people back like me, mm-hmm. that's just like how my brain be working. But <laughs> I know not everybody is like that, but truly like if they mean nothing to you, their words shouldn't either. Like mm-hmm. they, they truly, if they mean dog shit to you, same thing with the words, the words mm-hmm. are even more worthless and that's why like no one you should never let someone else determine how you feel about yourself how Mm -hmm. you feel about yourself is determined by you and you only and that's all Mm -hmm. that matters so definitely (laughs) and I think the best part like just reflecting on like what you do and the people that you inspire and empower and the men that you just kind of like step on and just say like I'm literally squishing you into the ground (laughs) it's also like this this movement of like really allowing women marginalized communities to step away from unrealistic beauty standards these beauty standards that have been set by men white men cis Mm -hmm. straight gendered men Mm -hmm. who tell us we have to look a certain way we have to speak a certain way we have to hold ourselves a certain way and so people who follow you are maybe they don't know it yet but subconsciously they're taking in the important message of you don't have to fall into that unrealistic beauty standard yeah absolutely like you can literally I, just be you. be you yeah exactly yeah and it's also too like um another thing I feel like a lot of the women who message me and, and everyone else who messages me too is like it's okay to not tolerate disrespect mm-hmm. like one of the other misogynistic and patriarchal ideals is that women are supposed to be patient and kind and understanding and they should always be empathetic towards men even if men are violently disrespectful towards you you aren't supposed to be nice to them and give them grace and understanding yes and if a woman this idea that if a woman does speak up or stands up for herself Mm -hmm. she's this huge bitch yeah and you know she's she's miserable and all this stuff and it's like no we are literally just doing what you as men are doing, we're standing up for ourselves. We are, you know, we're not allowing people to tell us what we should be or who we should be or Mm -hmm. where our life should go. Like we're deciding that for ourselves. And so I think that's really powerful too. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where like, I, I, this person was extremely disrespectful and yet I'm supposed to be respectful towards them. How does that mm-hmm. fucking make any sense? That's why I said that's like that's like this puritanical view on women that they should be mm-hmm. docile and quiet, especially even in the face of violence or disrespect towards women and others. They are yeah. men are still entitled to that patience and understanding. Fuck no, bitch. Yeah. Like not no. not, not mm-hmm. in my house. That's why I'm saying nope. that's that's just <laughs> never how I've been ever. I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest 
you know, other than just the, the general, you know, wanting to stand up for women and, and others in general is also like giving women the power back. Like you don't have to be nice to someone who's mm-hmm. not nice to you. What the fuck are you on? I'm literally like respect begets respect. If you're not mm-hmm. respectful, you expect me to be respectful towards you. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're going to have to admit that it's because I'm a girl. Um, yeah. You're a woman. So you should respect me because I'm a man. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so, mm, no. <laughs> if someone, and it's funny. Cause I'm like, if someone ever said that to me, like <laughs> I would be fuming, I would be pissed, right? but then I'm like, well, that's what they are saying, but just in a different way. So I'm like, if you think about it that way, you're like, you would never let someone say, oh, you're, I can do this and say this because you're a woman and I'm a man. Like maybe they're not saying that directly, Mm -hmm. but that's the message they're sending. So it's like, yeah. And it's indicative of the response to my videos, mm -hmm. like men who don't like me, they're like, why are you, why do you have to be like this? Like, what if he just doesn't understand? I'm like, well, maybe go back to fucking school then bitch. I don't know what to tell you. Aren't you older than me? That's why I said most of these men are fucking older than me and you're still acting like this. I find it hard to believe that you haven't at one point in your life encountered someone who was like, okay, that's fucking rude. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's why I'm saying. Generally speaking, most of these men are just completely disrespectful. That's the, you're rude and disrespectful and a bad person. So Mm -hmm. no, I'm not going to be nice to you. Yeah. I'm going to run you off this fucking app. That's literally how it works with me. So it never, it's never, um, your responsibility to coddle men who don't respect women. And that's why mm-hmm. I always say like, it's not my job to teach you why you shouldn't fucking hate women. It's mm-hmm. not my job. Yeah. So that should just your big be, age. Yeah. yeah. It you're should just be five years old. Yeah. You have a family. You're probably yeah. married. You probably have daughters. Like you should just fucking know that by now. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I'm like, you're about to retire. You're like two steps from the grave yeah. and you still don't know this. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, because probably their whole life, like that's just how they've gotten away with fucking exactly. Everything. That's exactly my point. So, and that's why I said you run across, you ran across the wrong bitch. Then is my point. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, like, I've I've told men before too. I I have no interest in changing you. I'm not going to be yeah. able to change you if you're like this still at this point. I'm not. Who the fuck am I? I'm never going to be able to change you. What I'm doing is making you think twice before you post on this app again before you say some mm-hmm. shit like that publicly again I'm gonna make you think twice about it that's literally the deal that I'm making with you yeah. <laughs> and also the the most important part is like empowering women and others mm-hmm. to not take shit and yeah. like younger boys to see a video of you reacting and being like oh I don't want to be like that guy <laughs> yeah well that and, I, and I'm I actually be like yeah, and contrary to what fucking men who hate me say, I do have a relatively large male audience. I mean, it's mm-hmm. relative. It's not huge. Like, I think my stats are like 95, five or five. something like that. So 95% women, 5% men, but 5% of 4 million, that's a lot. So yeah, I have quite a few men who have messaged me in the past and told me like, honestly, like I've always thought your content was cool. Like I thought you were cool, but some of the stuff that you've said has made me think twice about things mm-hmm. that I've used to believe, right? And that's why I've said before too, um, we're all born into a misogynistic society. All of us are misogynistic inherently when we're born because it's mm-hmm. just the culture we're raised in. And that's why I've said that it's not your fault if you're born into a bigoted society, but it is your fault if you die that way. It's mm-hmm. your job as a contributing member to this society to unlearn all of the horrible things that we've been taught growing up. So exactly. there are many different ideologies that you can unlearn if you take the proper steps. And there are plenty of men who are like that. There are plenty mm-hmm. of men who like my content, 
who see what it is I'm trying to do and understand why I do it the way I do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're like, I guess you're just the one. That's why they're like, oh, <laughs> every, every one of her followers is just some single fat bitch. That's what the, I've gotten that countless times, countless and? times. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know your favorite female celebrity crush was also a single fat bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, that's exactly. Why, that's why I'm like, okay. And that's why some of your favorite male celebrities are following me too. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Well, I think the other day you said something too, like you were, it was, I think a reaction to a video. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you were mm-hmm. like, um, Hey, your girlfriend, she follows me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, should I, I literally, I'm not even joking. Like I, I, I always say this too, because I'm, I'm very like coy about it only because I like want to be friends with them in real life. But I have quite a few really famous women who follow me and mm-hmm. I'm not just talking like TikTok famous I'm talking like real life famous real I'm life. talking dude some of the women that follow me oh my god these men would shit their pants if they found out some of the women who fuck with me heavy like they love me so that's why I'm like I, if I were you you would think that you would steer into the skid and pretend that you like me because exactly. I bet you'd pick up way more bitches that way. Seriously, than- <laughs> 100%. That seems like a way better tactic than what they seem to be. You would think. Thinking right? is yeah. working for them yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh literally. my God. I fucking love that. So, okay. Kind of to wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, you're fucking amazing. I love oh, you so much. You. You, I love you too. Yes. And I just think like just having a conversation about it's just funny because I think older generations, like they find it really difficult to understand, Mm -hmm. like really the power of social media. Yeah. Like my grandpa still to this day, he's like, what do you do? How do you make money? (laughs) Same same with mine. You know, like brands pay me. I like post about it. And he's like, that's fucking weird. Like he doesn't understand. (laughs) Same with mine. And I think like, this is such a shift like TikTok especially and Mm -hmm. giving people like you the platform to put out such an important message to 4.5 million plus like millions and millions of people this message that is so important um and so Mm -hmm. first of all thank you like fucking thank you for doing that you're doing God's work you literally (laughs) are thank you Um, such good work Um, the other thing is funny because when I was posting about it on, on Instagram, so many people were like, oh my God, her laugh, her laugh. I love her laugh. And I'm actually so glad you've done it a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I try to, every time I laugh or do interviews or a podcast or something, I always have to laugh away from the mic because I'm like, this shit loud as hell. So I'm trying to be yeah. courteous to, to the audio <laughs> listeners. Yeah. So I love that. Um, but lastly, one piece of advice that you might have for the listeners, um, Mm -hmm. what they can do to just, I don't know, I guess we talked about it a little, but just saying like, fuck you to anyone who is going to degrade them. Like, do you have an affirmation? Do you have like something that you go to when maybe that's feeling a little bit more difficult for you? I would say, um, a lot of times I feel like listening or tuning into other creators who are also in the same neighborhood, as far as like uplifting women Mm -hmm. and empowering them and reminding them, like a lot of times, like if I'm feeling like I'm lacking a little bit, as far as my energy in that area, I always like seek out people in my community, seek out other people in 
who are on the same crusade, I guess you could say, to really mm-hmm. lean on them, to to listen to them. Like other creators like Tess Holiday, right? Like Alicia McCarvel, Teffy, right? These are all women that come from very different backgrounds, but the one common thread all of us have is that we're all empowering women in different ways, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's through our vulnerability, through our confidence, through our strength, whatever it might be. And so seeking out other creators like that, especially in this world of social media, because a lot of times I feel like the perception of yourself gets skewed when you spend a lot of time online. So you spend a lot of time mentally comparing yourself, whether you're doing it subconsciously or consciously, it starts to weigh Mm -hmm. on you heavy. And so when you see, you know, let's say you're feeling some type already, some type of way already about yourself because you're just having one of those days and then you get a hate comment or something or someone's rude to you like at work, like a dude's being misogynistic Mm -hmm. or degrading towards you, it can really make you spiral. So constantly filling your brain and protecting your energy from people like that, but filling it with all this love and strength Mm -hmm. and confidence from other women, if you don't have it yourself just yet, I think is paramount in in surviving now, especially mentally, because um, even if you're not a content creator, you're still always on social media for the most Mm -hmm. part. So it's weighing on you regardless. So when you seek out environments like my account, like Teffy, like Alicia, like Tess, right? Women who look so different and are so different, but all on the same page, as far as learning to love yourself exactly the way you are. When you spend a lot of time consuming that kind of content, like your content, for example, right? When you spend a lot of time consuming content from people who look like you, who feel like you, right? Mm -hmm. Who remind you who you are, that when you continuously fill your brain with that kind of energy, I feel like it's so much easier to let shit roll right off you. So Mm -hmm. if someone's rude to you at work, right? If you're a guy you're talking to is disrespectful to you, someone's rude to you in person at a bar, whatever the fuck it is on Tinder, on Bumble, you can always remind yourself like, okay, well, I saw Drew do this, or I saw Mm -hmm. Alicia do this, or I saw Carly do this. So Mm -hmm. now I know how to handle it myself. I think in this day and age, that's really paramount to helping you develop your own confidence at your own pace. Cause not everybody's going to feel like me. That's why people are like, how do I get confident like you? I, that's what I always try to tell them because I really don't know. I can't make you confident like me, mm-hmm. like me, but I can make you confident like you, right? Cause mm-hmm. we're all very different. Exactly. Not, not everyone's like me and finds pleasure in people making fun of me. <laughs> so <laughs> not everyone's like that. I'm well aware. Um, but there are different things that you can do to make sure that you protect your own headspace. But at the same time, remind yourself that you are that bitch. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you can yes. be the baddest bitch. The bad bitch energy doesn't take from other women. Mm-mm. It just totally derives from you. Like that's yep. just how my shine doesn't dull anybody else's, right? And oh that's what we, yeah. there's enough room for all of us. We can all exactly. be baddest together. Oh my God. Okay, well, that <laughs> Literally, I don't think I could have worded it any better. So thank you for- literally killing that um and then lastly drew where can everyone find you um you can find me on all social medias at drew Afwalo, including like i don't even know spotify snapchat instagram tiktok obviously all of um, it. it's just my first and last name on everything yeah and it will be in the show notes for anyone who is like okay how the fuck do i spell that <laughs> exactly so there you go be in the show notes i had to ask drew before we started recording i was like can you tell me how to pronounce this because i don't want to sound like a stupid idiot <laughs> which i love i appreciate appreciate great. Yes. Oh my God. Of course. (laughs) Um, well, thank you, Drew, so much for being here. I am so glad we got to have this really important conversation. I'm so glad that I get to share 
your knowledge, your amazingness with the PFWC, um, community. I seriously am so grateful for you. Um, and I think that's about it. All right. Love you. I love you you too. Actually one last thing. (laughs) 